We're going to go. We're going to be high energy. Keep it twite. Keep it twite. Keep it. That's a shortening of twilight. Oh, yeah. Keep it twilight. Keep it twilight, bro. <laughs> keep it keep it twilight bro what is this voice keep okay. it twilight bro oh no it's becoming something i don't want it to be keep it twilight bro keep it twilight bro did he do did he do did he do to welcome you back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name's Outlaw Country John. And together we're Henry and Outlaw Country John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. And the zeitgeist continues, despite my (laughs) pleas. Often during these interviews that I'm having, people will ask me to describe my podcast and I'm always just like, yeah, we talk about the zeitgeist from an, as it happens standpoint and their eyes kind of gloss over. And I'm kind of just realizing we're just saying words. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, essentially if you were to break it down, if you were to reveal how the sausage is made, we're just kind of roughly talking about current events or whatever interests us for an hour there's not really much of an agenda anymore yeah except for the agenda i've got i found one today that i'm joining at creating and then joining oh so you're doing uh you're doing like a inner join yeah an inner join i know what that means you're doing an inner join eh? what are you joining well here here's the thing john because uh around like i don't know noon specific time did I just say specific time? Around noon Pacific time, a new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife dropped on the internet. Mm. And I am not going to let them convince us that that movie did not already come out. Uh, yes, we have talked about that. We are currently living in the circle of the the Mandela effect, where Ghostbusters, whatever the hell it's called, a new a new legacy already yeah. came out. I, I'm I'm convinced that it came out. It did poorly. It did so poorly, no one remembers it. And now they're repackaging it. Like, hey, there's not a lot of movies out. Maybe we can recoup some more of our money. Here's a new trailer. Oh, you remember Finn Wolfhard from the Before Times? Come see this movie that's totally never been out before. That seems so insane to me that uh, that, that this is a Finn Wolfhard project. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard, Paul Rudd, and more actors who I'm sure I've already seen on the big screen in their roles in this Ghostbusters movie that I don't think anyone cares about. 
So I would like to give you a, a quick Ghostbusters quiz because I don't know anything about Ghostbusters after I've can I have I have a lot of uh a lot of feelings about Ghostbusters. I've never I, seen a full Ghostbusters movie. I think the first Ghostbusters is quite good. Which one uh, had the marshmallow man? Uh, that's Ghostbusters. Hold on. One. Okay. Yeah. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is Ghostbusters 1. Man, okay. I hate that I can't... Re- I actually have not seen a ton of Ghostbusters movies. Actually, I both... Don't... The two are good. V- Vigo the Carpathian from 2 is cool. Uh, I don't think these movies exist. You know, you should watch them, and then you'll definitely learn that they exist. But I'd like to give you a little, a little uh, Ghostbusters quiz. All right, I'm here to receive your quiz. I would like to ask you if okay. the following Ghostbusters are in this movie. Sure. I, And, you know, since it's already come out, as I've stated, I can answer this with a thousand percent accuracy. Okay. Bill Murray. Probably. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he's alive, right? Uh, Dan Aykroyd is definitely alive selling Crystal Skull vodkas of a few years ago. Big time That's conspiracy right. theorist. That's right. Yeah, I remember the Crystal Skull vodka. I've seen it. It's on shelves. You've seen the Crystal Skull Vodka, but you have not seen Ghostbusters. Uh, isn't life funny? Interesting data point. Harold Ramis. I believe he passed away. Yes, he passed away in like 2014 or 2015 or something. So it's going to be real shocking when he's on the screen. <laughs> They've deep faked him onto Finn Wolfhard's body. <laughs> right. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. No, I think she passed. Uh, she's not in it. Sigourney what? Weaver passed away? That's no, news to me. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. In the context that we what were using, it really up. sounded like Sigourney Weaver had passed away, and I was what about a, to be very confused. What a merry mix-up. I meant she passed on the project. Ah, well, that's good. She's also not a Ghostbuster, right? She's just like the museum curator? And then, of course, Ernie Hudson. I think they replaced him in the cartoon, so there's no way they're getting them back, right? What, they're only taking the cartoon cast forward? Well, no, it's like there's already bad blood there because they replaced him in the cartoon. Like, oh, they yeah, didn't maybe. Even have him do the cartoon. So, like, why would he come back all these years later? Like, you guys skip me over in the cartoon. Why would I help you out? However, Rick Moranis. He's retired. I have (laughs) the utmost respect for you for knowing that Rick Moranis is retired. A man that I really look up to in the industry space because he's someone who faced uh, tremendous fame, tremendous and lucrative fame, and then just fully retired. Yeah, And I don't think he's in anything except a little like spot project here or there. I think he came back, like, there, there were headlines around one of the Super Bowls. It's like, Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. But it was for commercials, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you probably paid out the ass for him, and he's worth every penny, and I don't begrudge him. But don't act like he's going to be in a movie anytime soon. I mean, if Rick Moranis could come out of retirement to spend charitably three hours in a VO booth and walk out with enough money to support his lifestyle for another couple of years. I think more power to Rick Moranis. Yeah. I, I believe he retired because he wanted to raise his kids. Yes, exactly. He uh he pulled an Adele, except Adele came back. 
Yeah, no, it's great. I love it when, because that's my dream. My dream isn't to like get into the spotlight and stay there. My dream is to get in the spotlight, make enough money to sustain me for the rest of my life, and then disappear so people can always go like, I wonder whatever happened to that guy. I mean, I think that it's something that's surprisingly rare for someone to face real fame and then truly retire, because Rick Moranis really did it. And then you have things like things. You have people, I suppose, like Adele retires to raise her kids. I guess she never formally retired, but like Bo Burnham, who's great. I love Bo Burnham. But yeah, the, he retired and then came back. The man cannot stay retired. Yeah. Yeah. Even after, like I thought, so I we, we rewatched Inside recently, uh, me for the second time, Jamie for the first time, and just blown away. It's a masterpiece. It's like probably going to be his seminal best work he's ever produced. And I thought, like, the message of that going away was like, okay, he's like, he thought he could come back, but then all this happened. And so, like, he's not going to come back. Like, this was great. A good, you know, post send-off send-off. And then I see headlines, he's performing at Largo again. And it's just like, oh, okay. So none of my thoughts are true. <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, I mean, even after what came out, he continued to perform here and there, I believe, uh, but it's hard to stay retired, but I can, you know, we, we can give Bo Burnham shit for failing to retire. However, he is like the only person that has reached his level of fame that I can remember that has kept both his personal life and his romantic life, like entirely out of the public eye, uh, which is great. And I appreciate, it. I don't know how someone does that if they have to like, live in tunnels or whatever. Uh, but he's he's kept it away from people. No, all, all you have to do is uh, wear a hat and sunglasses and you're fine. Uh, John, I, I'm sorry to interrupt this. We have breaking news. Oh, is it uh, more? Did more people touch JLo's butt? I don't know what that's about. We can <laughs> we can circle back on that. Oh, no. Ben Affleck, right? He touched a butt. Did he touch a butt? I don't... I saw him. I saw a picture of him on a boat. Yeah, I think he's touching JLo's butt on a boat. Wow! You know, we we just talked about how much we respect someone for keeping their private life out yeah. of the public eye, and then we get a glimpse into someone's life. They're like, "Oh, he touched a butt." You keep saying "we." I want to emphasize. I had no idea about this because I like to keep people's private lives privates. Okay, I understand. Breaking news from the Twitter, John. <laughs> Twitter. Earlier today, I tweeted out an innocuous little tweet. Uh, I'll just read it to you and you can react in kind. I keep trying to watch the Tomorrow War, but it's always today? Oh, is that the end of the tweet? With three question marks, yes. Okay. Uh, the Tomorrow War just responded. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, what is the Tomorrow War? Uh, for those of you who are not in the wa- war. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who aren't in the war. For those of you who are not in the know, uh, the Tomorrow War, well, God. <laughs> not even one drink in. This is just me. <laughs> the Tomorrow War is Amazon Prime's latest big blockbuster movie starring Sam Richards. Who's Sam? And Chris Pratt. 
Oh, wait, Sam Richards. I love Sam Richards. Yeah, Sam Richards is awesome. He's the guy from I Think You Should Leave who's always singing a theme song for a pageant. Yeah, singing a theme song for a pageant of children. Uh, Also was on Veep. Yeah, he was on Veep. He was the best character on Veep. So the Tomorrow War, War, the official The Tomorrow War account just replied to us. Keep that sense of humor in the future. And then there's a gift from the movie of Chris Pratt being strapped into a chair asking, you don't have jokes in the future. So now I guess we got to watch this movie, huh? I guess we got to watch tomorrow's game. Yeah, Enders always die. Yeah, we have to watch uh, Live Die Tomorrow. Live Die Today, baby. Why put off tomorrow when you can do today? <laughs> like Die. I, uh... I'm not the world's biggest Chris Pratt fan. Maybe I'll watch it, but we just got b- 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 branded. We just got branded. Branded content. Whoa, 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 live on air. I'm going to say that's pretty good branded content. I mean, it's not funny, um, but... You, did you like, not like my joke? No, I think your joke's pretty good. Um, I thought it was a good joke for me. I think their response to it shows a seasoned social media intern, a deft touch, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Maximized they no, they impact didn't... by engaging with a podcast that no one listens to. Yeah, they, they, Really they good have... use of their time. Honestly, it's, it's that, that's my favorite kind of marketing. We're a podcast no one listens to, and we scream into the void, and now, John, the void is finally screaming back. <laughs> we finally, was it an echo of our own voice? Impossible to say, but we have heard a noise from the void. A noise from the void enjoyed. <laughs> Avoid the noid. Uh, I gotta respond to them, so I'm just gonna respond with a picture that that gif of Chris Pratt being shocked because I think it's on brand. I don't know. Leave me alone. I'm new at this. You're engaging with the brand. You're falling into their brand trap. It's true. It's true. Well, tell me if you in the tomorrow game end up sparking a a weird Twitter mutual romance. Oh, man, we're going to end up dating the Tomorrow War. It's going to be real awkward for Chris Pratt, known serial monogamist. Yes, known known serial monogamist. I don't think Chris Pratt has ever failed a marriage. Uh, he's walked away from one. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to dig up. Let's, I don't, I don't let's dig honor my feelings the private lives Pratt. of people. Yes, let's honor the private lives of people. Why people break up with. Uh, the, relationships are complicated there's a lot we can throw on people this is why i don't want to be famous right and i only want to be famous because there's money yes i'd rather make money and never be famous i'd rather be famous and make money than never make money and not be famous (laughs) what about be famous no make money no what if you were extremely well-known poor person (laughs) only look here's the thing I, there's these journalists, they're called games journalists, they play video games and they write about them, and companies send them shit. I mean, I is, want that, send oh, me shit. I mean, if your bar is just send me free video games, I think. Well, they receive consoles, John. Yes, you're... <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll receive something worth a few hundred dollars. They I'm saying PCs from like custom PC builders, John. Okay. And then all they have to do is make one video. All they have to do is make one video 
and stream on Twitch constantly. I'm just saying it's hard. They get the Steam Deck. Yeah, they get the Steam Deck. They can play Binding of Isaac on a hot Nintendo Switch. The Binding of Isaac is already available on the Nintendo Switch. They can play the sequel to The Binding of Isaac on a hot Nintendo Switch. Leave me alone. That's also available on the Nintendo Switch. God damn it. Sorry. I understand. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Jen? I am drinking a White Claw Hard Seltzer Mango Flavor. Now, with the White Claws, I have found that people often say they're flavored, and the can even goes as far as, like, even putting a different color to hint at the flavor. Um, But I have found they all taste the same. I think that they all kind of taste, for the most part, like vodka in diet Sprite, but I can detect I'm a little bit of a super taster, a little bit of an ST. Uh, and I can detect a hint of mango. Now, um, so are you actually, do you actually have a hint of super taster in you? No, I have a, I have what has been told to me as a refined palate. Have you ever Uh, licked a Nintendo Switch cartridge? (laughs) Never. I've thought about it. Many days I have looked at uh, my copy of Metroid Prime Hunters. No, that's uh, that's not the Nintendo Switch. Because because when the Nintendo Switch launched, they they coded they code the cartridges in this chemical that makes it bad tasting for like ninety percent of the population, Uh, but for ten percent of the population known as super tasters, and these these figures are completely made up. Uh, But for super tasters, it actually it doesn't taste bad at all. And so I read. Yeah, and I read that, and of course, you know, I still kind of operate in like a 13-year-old mindset where it's like, I'm pretty fucking special. I'm going I'm to try <laughs> I, I it. I think I'm I, – I read a statistic and they say it's less likely that's true. I think that one's probably me. Look, look. I look in the mirror and I see those beautiful, beautiful colored eyes staring right back at me, a color that no one can describe or even put into words, and I think I'm special – and then my wife comes in and says, "Hey, your eyes are green." <laughs> I mean, I would describe them as like a, like a, like a shit color. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I say that, and I just have brown eyes. But I don't, John. My eyes are beautiful, and I know it's my favorite feature about me. I always thought my eyes were green. Then people were like, "Nah, they're blue." Uh, what a boring conversation. So I tasted the cartridge, and it tastes awful. And I'm not special. <laughs> I'm going to go lick my copy of uh, of Breath of the Wild. Not now, but right. later. Save it for live on air. Okay, ne- next episode I will bring my... I mean, this seems pretty straightforward. This yeah, seems okay. like a, an All achievable right. challenge. Uh, tonight I am drinking... I, don't, I didn't have any beer in the house, so I'm drinking uh, Whiskey Cokes. Whiskey Cokes. Good old W and C. Yeah, it takes me right back to grad school, uh, where I drank my friend's whiskey in such excess that I never wanted to taste it again. But if I cut it with the sweet, smooth taste of Coke Zero, it's fine. What's the quick liquor quiz, hot shot? Oh, I'm here for your quiz, baby. What's the drink Harold here? Ramis. Harold <laughs> Ramis. What's the, rest in peace, Harold Ramis. All right, uh, what is the drink you're drinking? Oh, wait, what? The the drink you're drinking, which is a whiskey and a Diet Coke, 
What kind of drink is that? Does this have a special name I'm, I'm not familiar with? So there is a a cocktail consisting of any base spirit and a large a larger proportion of non-alcoholic, typically soda water or okay. beverage, is called a specific thing. No is one like knows a, this. Is this is like a tonic. It's a highball. That's why they're called highball glasses. Whenever anyone you listen. This is the knowledge that at some point was lost from our generation. It's a well-known thing. It's a highball. No one knows this. They're served in highball glasses. That's the short, stumpy little things. You'll win trivia nights by knowing that that's called a highball. That's pretty cool. Thank you for passing on that knowledge. I am drinking... Uh, whiskey coke highballs there you go now you sound so okay well maybe don't pluralize I'm just, it it I'm sounds gargling down these <laughs> i'm <whiskey>. gargling listen <laughs> gargling what i'm down saying these highballs. Is, i'm just gargling down these highballs gargle gargle and it's what's happening it's what's happening i'm just gargling these highballs Oh, John, there's a lot going on in the world today. Not all of it good, not all of it bad, not all of it worth talking about. <laughs> yes, not not all of it is indeed worth talking about. I do think that I have one thing that is maybe bad, oh, okay. uh, but is also right. worth talking about, I suppose. Right. Is this – well, why would I even do you the disservice of trying to guess what this is? I mean, you could. You'll never guess. Uh, Harold Ramis is back from the dead. <laughs> he's back from the dead. He's doing commercials. He's doing commercials, but not movies. <laughs> never movies. I would like to talk about something that uh, is in the... I don't know if you heard about this. It's in the news. Um, oh, shit. The news? The news. My uh, parents know about it then. <laughs> my parents have seen the news. Uh, It's been a long time since I've watched the news. It's not really a thing that I consume. Uh, I just get my news off of 8chan. 8chan's no longer in service, buddy. Good. Good. It's good that it's no longer in service. Yeah. Um, I... It's in the news. I don't know if you've heard about this thing, but uh, I went on a little bit of a screed... A little bit of a tirade. A little bit of, uh, of, of an unchained melody... Uh, on a recent episode of the podcast, talking about a little thing called vaccinations. Vaccinations. They'll save your kids eventually. Yes, they 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 could potentially, eventually. I gotta uh, work on that marketing. <laughs> save your kids. Uh, but vaccines are at the forefront of conversation. Now, I think everyone will agree with me. No, I know they will. That uh, there was a point in our lives that lasted, I'm going to say, a little over a year, where the only thing that anyone could really talk about in good conscience uh, was the ongoing raging coronavirus pandemic. Right. Uh, Rewind your clocks. One hour. It's never left. That was too many wibbitas for an hour. <laughs> it's a it's a really fast winding clock. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, it's still here. Actually, it's never fucking left. Even though we all went back to normal, and surprise, surprise, John's here to talk about it again. Yes, uh, I am relieved, as I assume most of our listeners are, that we can talk about other things 
other than the coronavirus pandemic, though it is still very much happening. Uh, now I talked about how you should probably get vaccinated. I think you should definitely get vaccinated. Uh, but what's happening right now is that we are currently in Travis County in Austin, Texas. We have uh, re-entered stage four coronavirus uh, precautions. I think that's what it's called. Right. Where vaccinated individuals are being asked by the Austin Public Health Department to wear masks while indoors, and unvaccinated people are being asked to wear masks in all the old bummer ways, like right. outside, or basically anything short of being in your own home. Yeah, stage three was, of course, unvaccinated people, please keep wearing masks, uh, but vaccinated people, you're free to move about the cabin. But now stage four is like even vaccinated people where you were highly suggesting that you wear a mask too while you're indoors. And it's it's a huge, huge bummer because even though the city is saying this, nobody's paying attention anymore. Yeah, no one's really paying attention. It might change. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Texas is definitely low on the list of states that respond to these things the quickest. But we do tend to respond uh, if if nothing else than our huge population requires that we do so. Right. And statistically... Uh, I would like to give some people some heartening statistics. Uh, so, statistically speaking, what anyone who is vaccinated is concerned about is a breakthrough case of the coronavirus. And a breakthrough case is a case in which you contract the coronavirus in a symptomatic manner after being vaccinated. And the heartening news is that at least as far as Travis County goes, out of 700 and something thousand vaccinated individuals, there are, I think right now, a little over 500 breakthrough cases, of which only 80 are symptomatic. So right now, based on, uh, I'll call it a pretty big sample size, it seems like you have a less than half of a percent chance of contracting the coronavirus and becoming symptomatic. Well, that seems pretty good. I'm still going to wear a mask indoors, though. Oh, for sure. You definitely want to, because the less heartening news is that uh, it is unvaccinated individuals who are at tremendous risk. 97% of the people in hospitals right now uh, across the country, for the most part, for COVID are unvaccinated. Uh, wearing a mask indoors, uh, as we've always said, not to protect you, it's to protect other people. Uh, so we will do the courteous thing and wear masks indoors, and Texas may mandate that people wear masks indoors. But the people who are not vaccinated uh, are causing a real issue. Some states are threatening to shut down certain uh, key parts of the state economy again. Uh, New York is talking about it. California is talking about it. Uh, so surprise, surprise, uh, having a vast majority of the population uh, or at least a majority of the population vaccinated against this with a large unvaccinated contingent has caused problems. Who could have seen this coming? Yeah, no, it's we were all in the same boat before the vaccine was widely available. We were all we're all in this together. We're going to lock down the states. We're going to stay indoors and stop the spread. And there was camaraderie and and. Uh, togetherness and like the, the unity of, of one purpose. And that lasted about, I don't know, maybe a month. 
And then people started to demand to, to go out. And then you had the anti-maskers and we kept getting divided on these issues. I'm going to say it lasted about half of Kamel Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon's podcast about staying inside. Right. That's about how long the goodwill lasted. Once the sourdough starter ran out, people started turning out into the streets. Right. And then it, it the vaccine, of course, I'm, not, I'm never going to say it was a bad thing. I just can pinpoint the moment when this got out of control. Uh, well, when I, the, this being just the div- divisiveness, because everyone who got the vaccine is absolutely free to move about the country as they please, because now they've stopped. Did they're they're inoculated against it? Uh, but then, the, like. <sighs> The initial rollout of the vaccine was so well received. It was like, oh, cool. This continues. We'll be able to lift these restrictions. And we got to that part where it's like, oh, cool. We're projecting if this trend continues, we can lift restrictions. And that's when the CDC lifted the restrictions. Yes. Like at the moment where it's like, oh, yeah, this continues. And it immediately dropped off because it's like, oh, everything's back to normal. We're not. It's not in the news every day. We went back to normal. And we went back to normal long enough that people stopped getting vaccinated for whatever reason they stopped. Like if they don't trust the government or whatever. And now it's to the point where there's a large enough unvaccinated population. And this new variant is so contagious and so easily spread that it's just moving through the entire linking through all these unvaccinated, unvaccinated little dots uh, that are surrounded by vaccinated people to the point that even some vaccinated people are getting it. And it's like, yeah, I kind of duh, because the CDC said we could all go back to normal if you're vaccinated. And then we didn't have proof of vaccination to go back to normal. Yeah, I mean, there was an implicit pressure for unvaccinated people to potentially receive the vaccine when restrictions were in place, because essentially it was saying that these people no longer have to live in fear. Wouldn't you like to no longer live in fear? Uh, And once those got, because I remember uh, waiting in line on websites, uh, almost in tears, uh, because like in a being in a risk group, I was able to get the vaccine early. It was very, very hard. Everyone wanted it. And now it's gotten to the point where, like, there are walk-in appointments at Walmarts, HEBs, Walgreens. Like, there's vaccines out there. Just people stopped getting them uh, once things opened up. However, uh, certain uh, state and local municipalities are starting to play bad cop about vaccine mandates. And uh, people aren't fucking around anymore. People don't want things to shut down. People don't want things to get as bad as they did. And I'm sure you've heard about a lot of these. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, said that all Gotham workers, which is, I think, like 350,000 people, uh, need to be vaccinated or agree to weekly COVID-19 tests by September 23rd. Right. Uh, And, you know, if you know anything about New York's... uh, state throughout the uh, coronavirus pandemic, you know that uh, it was real bad in New York, and they don't want that again. No, yeah, New York was one of the hardest hit cities very early on, to the point where like the city didn't even look like itself anymore, and people lamented the death of New York City, which you know, 
we could write about for decades. Um, but but yeah, for sure, yeah. Employers, especially federal employ employers, are are mandating that their employees get the vaccine or face termination, which is which has been upheld by judges. Judges are saying absolutely, employers can can mandate that their employees get the vaccine, uh, which is crazy to me, because I work for very conservative people or just very business minded people. And, and I thought they would pull the, like, everyone's got to get vaccinated. But the surprising part is like, no, respect everyone's COVID opinions. We're not going to make sure everyone gets vaccinated. I was like, in my head, it's like, okay, they're waiting for the legal precedent to say that they can mandate it before they mandate it. You know, they, they want to make sure no one can sue. Uh, but judges upheld employers forcing vaccinations at like week two of the vaccine rollout. I mean, so and the extension of the New York City thing is like Gavin Newsom wants like a quarter of a million public employees to get vaccinated. The Department of Veterans Affairs requires that all of its employees get vaccinated. So mandates are happening. And to your point, there were there were in the past. And are currently uh, people who believe that the requirement to be vaccinated uh, is an infringement on their rights. They think that this isn't something uh, that you should be able to do to mandate that people get vaccinated. And I would like to just share a little bit of information for anyone listening to the podcast, maybe for talking points, if anyone disagrees with you on this. Oh, okay. I'll role play and say, but John, I disagree with you. Well, uh, you're free to disagree and uh, believe that mandates to be vaccinated are not compliant with uh, your your personal rights. However, person arguing with me slash Henry, you can go back to being Henry. Are you familiar with the concept of police power? I've never heard of that, but it sounds communist. Oh, no. (laughs) You'd think that the kind of person who would disagree with this would actually love the concept of police power. Uh, But so I'll talk about two cases. Uh, So the first one, because it's closer to home, is Zucked or Zucked. I don't know. They're American, so I'm going to say Zucked v. King. Uh, That was a Supreme Court case in 1922 where someone, uh, a Rosalind Zucked in San Antonio, Texas, uh, was suing the state because there was a mandated requirement for a smallpox vaccination to attend school. Uh, Ultimately, the court decided that this was not an infringement upon uh, this person's rights uh, by writ of police power, uh, and that was based on a on the previous Jacobson v. Massachusetts in 1905, Jacobson v. Massachusetts, I think, is actually kind of your first actual like historical anti-vaxxer. Though in the UK, okay. there was this whole thing called anti-vaccinationists. Uh, but Jacobson v. Massachusetts, this guy Jacobson, uh, his kid had to get like a smallpox vaccine. And uh, he said that his family had a rare genetic disorder that caused them... Uh, unspecific harm whenever they are vaccinated. So he was coming up with some real anti-vaxxer bullshit right. uh, to try to get out of being vaccinated. And uh, the the court ultimately ruled uh, that it was not something he could do 
because of police power. And police power is important because it is the right at the federal, state, and local level. Uh, Essentially, police power is important because it proves that in America, individual liberties and freedoms are not absolute, which is a thing people constantly forget in the modern age. There is no society and could be no society with absolute, unimpeachable, uninfringible personal liberty. That is not a society. Yeah, no, that would be uh, that's what you get when everyone's a sovereign citizen. Yeah, this sovereign citizenship is stupid because what police power says is that a state, the federal, state, and local level, has the ability to, with the aid of negative inducement, uh, be that prison, exile, death, uh, that they can force you to do things for the health, safety, and general welfare of your community. Uh, And Absolutely. Now, granted, police power is bad. It's been used as an argument in a lot of really shitty things the actual police have done. But it's something that's baked into American constitutional law that says that you can be mandated to do almost anything as long as it is for the good of the whole. Uh, uh, Longtime listeners will know that I brought up this this concept of agreeing to live in a society under the condition that you follow the the laws um so this police power to translate it into language i've used before seems to be enforcement of that agreement like you you choose like uh, you have no actual choice but long ago we made the society with these set of rules and this police power is to ensure that everyone in that society do- makes choices that should benefit the society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's a way to codify enforcement of a social contract. Exactly. Because if there was no what's the word? If there was no if there was no enforcement, then people could say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I live in this society." Yeah, I'm going to follow all the rules and they're holding their their hand behind their back and crossing their fingers saying that they were lying. They broke the promise from the get-go and they're going to reap all the benefits of society while also ignoring the rules, which is not how society works. Yeah, exactly. You can't enter into a society and assume that you have completely unimpeachable, uninfringible personal liberties. That's like... You can't live in any country, walk up, shoot someone in the face and say that actually, as a matter of fact, one of these stupid fucking capital rioter assholes is using the exact same defense currently in court saying that she's a sovereign citizen and is not, uh, cannot be induced under the law of man. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I had a thought in my head where to go. Buck. That sucks. But but all of this to say that the argument people are making now, I think one of the arguments people are making about not being able to mandate the use of this vaccine is that the vaccine is under a pretty strict emergency use authorization by the FDA, which has to be co-signed by the president. Right. And they say, oh, it's never been true 
that an emergency use authorization of a vaccine, that that emergency vaccine has been mandated for use. Uh, the federal, the the Supreme Court precedent, the legal precedent for being able to mandate people use a vaccine predates the existence of the FDA. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's more of a modern. Um, what do they call that? Office or, or or organization? Yeah, the I think that the emergency youth use authorization, the emergency youth euthanization. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I I think that that is something that people can can conveniently use to say that we can't mandate this vaccine. But I guarantee you, I mean, even in the case of uh, Jacobson v. Massachusetts, it was mandated that people receive this relatively new smallpox vaccine because there was an outbreak of smallpox in Massachusetts. Right. Uh, it was an emergency use of said vaccine. So yeah, well, without putting the official, like, presidential language behind it, it was that in all intents and purposes. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. an emergency usage of a relatively new vaccine to preserve the common good. Yeah, and people like to cite, oh, this vaccine was rushed, and they they cut corners and skipped testing protocols. And it's like, no, they didn't skip anything. They just ran a bunch of tests at the same time. Because usually with the FDA approval process, you have to complete one step in totality before moving on to the next step. And that's to ensure complete and utter safety. That's not to say that running the test at the same time is unsafe. It just means they like to ensure it. And in this case, they're like, you can run multiple stages at the same time as long as they all individually check out you know, completely a hundred percent safe, like, like usual. It's just now you can do them concurrently instead of subsequently. So all of the same steps are being taken. Nothing's being rushed. No corners are being cut. It's just, they're doing it all at once rather than doing it in steps. So it's still checking off all of the safety checklists. It's just happening faster. And there's also a lot of things, a lot of contributing factors led to us getting this vaccine quickly. And I can understand uh, a certain kind of simplistic thinking, thinking it's rushed like, oh, the coronavirus appears and suddenly a year later we have a vaccine. Don't forget, this isn't the first coronavirus. This, right. th this isn't the first virus with the specific spike-like proteins that it has. Uh, you know what those spike-like proteins were? Uh present on a number SARS. of SARS variants. Exactly. And in fact, an mRNA SARS vaccine was being developed by, I don't know, Moderna, Pfizer, and right. Johnson & Johnson years ago. They had yeah. a ton of research on how to beat this shit. And then when this happened, the worst version of the spike-like mm -hmm. proteins attached to a, a SARS virus, they had a ton of resources piled onto them. So, of course, they got through testing way faster. Right. No, I... I, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like this vaccine was able to use 10 years of research data to be, to be put into a usable form. Uh, like the, the SARS outbreaks from a decade ago, people have been working on a vaccine like this since those outbreaks. I just can't put myself in a, 
something what's crazy to me i jumped too quickly to something being wrong with society but to be where we are and see that happen and not feel intense pride uh that this was developed so quickly and deployed so well and instead to think that's a crazy conspiracy theory because i'll be honest with you the vaccines knew am i telling anyone it's a hundred percent safe Absolutely not. Nothing no. you put in your body is 100% safe. You can choke to death on an apple, and that's probably <laughs> and, more likely than you having a negative, uh, a life-threateningly negative outcome right. from the COVID-19 vaccine. The amount of processed sugar we eat and ingest on a daily basis just from the fact that there's sugar in goddamn everything produced in the u.s i'm not gonna put some unsafe vaccine in my body now where's my mango flavored jewel pods yeah or or just a slice of bread our bread has so much sugar in it compared to the bread from the rest of the world i mean the way we eat and the way we live is so disharmonious the fact that we the fact that we won't put a vaccine in our body due to the and also we should be proud of this unbelievably small chance that you would have a significantly negative outcome from having this brand new cutting edge vaccine put in your body incredible yeah. we should be proud that the incidence is, is very low because the polio and smallpox vaccines and even the the anti i think at the time they called it like antitoxins for diphtheria all of that stuff worked, but it was way more likely to give you a negative physical outcome. And state, local, federal governments still said you had to get it. Right. No, like the polio vaccine. I believe it's polio. Um, my mom still has a dent in her right arm. Yeah, creates a polio rece- scar. From, yeah, the polio scar. And like the fact that there's nothing physically scarring about this vaccine is like insane to me. Uh, and a point I've been I've been somehow trying to bring up. Um, I don't know whether to be sad about this or what, but all it took for the polio vaccine to like catch fire among the populace was Elvis taking it on like national television. Is it sad we don't have a unifying celebrity to like? to unify us and all getting the vaccine or is it sad that it took a celebrity in the past getting it to make people take the polio vaccine there's a lot of layers to this i mean olivia rodrigo couldn't get people to do it so who can i feel like i watched her hot ones episode i actually don't really know who she is maybe i didn't watch her hot ones episode but i'm just saying get vaccinated obviously but also and this is maybe the the dark calculus that we might do and we always have to do what's in the best interest of our neighbors we never want to hurt anybody but is there ever a time where there's an implicit understanding in society of like if someone's not vaccinated kind of tough luck which we can't really because there's no there's a lot of the population that can't get vaccinated for perfectly good reasons no exactly that a sentiment i see often and the austin subreddit among these you know new wave concerns is like well fuck them because they're not vaccinated so it's their fault and then somebody underneath them is like hey children under 12 exist or the immune immunosuppressed or immune compromised exist 
or people who literally are like allergic to vaccines or not allergic, but they have pre-existing conditions where they can't get vaccines. Those people exist. All of the people who are protected by herd immunity exist and are in danger. So it's not fuck all the people who are unvaccinated. It's fuck all the per- perfectly viable for the vaccinated uh, vaccine, the perfectly viable for the vaccine population. Fuck them. But let's protect the children and the immunosuppressed and immunocompromised and, and the people with pre-existing conditions. I mean, the only moral thing to do is to try to get herd immunity, right? Which, honestly, is still a dice roll. Like, yes, in a perfect world, herd immunity would work. But we're comparing that to, like, the flu. A, 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 a viral disease? A, a, a virus that we've studied for decades. We still have no evidence that herd immunity would work for coronavirus. But if the people who can get vaccinated don't get vaccinated, we'll never be able to study that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, get vaccinated, guys. Exactly. Just please. H- have you seen... Get vaccinated, and you know what? Um, get vaccinated, and you don't have any ground to stand on when you say that people cannot mandate you get the vaccine, either from a governmental body or from your employer. There's a legal precedent now for both. And also, this is very targeted, but anyone who says that asking if you're vaccinated is a violation of HIPAA is a real moron. Uh, Anyone can ask you anything about your personal medical history. It's up to you if you want to answer They can't ask your doctor. Hiding behind HIPAA is stupid. Yeah. Because... HIPAA is a complicated law. The only part people really seem to remember is that if your healthcare provider provides information without your explicit consent, then it's a HIPAA violation. Your employer can ask you if you're vaccinated and they can take negative action against you if you refuse to answer, particularly if you live in uh, an at-will state like Texas. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I looked up all of my rights before... I submitted my vaccination proof to my employer and I realized I didn't really have grounds to stand on because we are an at will state and I could be let go for literally any reason. Yeah. It's uh, good and bad uh, yeah. at will, mostly bad 98% bad. I honestly feel like my company is going to be a real uh, stick in the mud. It's, I think it's going to be a real bad time when people go back to the office because people are being briefed on, here's how you navigate the difficult conversations when people oh, go, because that. they're not mandating vaccines and they're not asking for proof. And they're like, this is how you can help your yeah. employees get over difficult conversations. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to fight people when yeah. we get back to the office. No, it, you're going to find yourself, if if your experience is anything like mine, your first week back, you're going to feel like a caged animal. You're, you're going to feel uncomfortable in your own skin. You're going to feel uncomfortable with people walking up to you and talking to you. It's going to be a real bad time. And then just through sheer attrition, it's going to get better. But then if your experience is like mine, we're going to face a new wave and suddenly all of the protocols are going to come back 
except they're not going to allow more work from home. And you're going to be screaming in your head every day when you go in, why the fuck am I here? I mean, I, I think the the two things that I feel from that are uh, statistically highly unlikely for someone who is vaccinated against COVID to have like a symptomatic COVID case. But I also, my pessimistic brain is telling me that as cases, uh, bad cases among the unvaccinated continue, hospitals are stressed. We're all just going to have the unpleasant feeling of working through the coronavirus as if yeah. we never got sent home. So yeah. we have to keep all the all the weird precautions because uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm very comfortable talking to people. Like I, I shed this like I, I shed my fear very quickly once I was vaccinated, which is not right. I still wear a mask around people. Good, uh, good. No, I'm glad to hear that because that's something that I wrestled with for a long time after getting vaccinated. And now I'm back to wearing a mask in public, and I feel like, why did I ever not wear a mask in public? I don't understand where that thinking came from for me. I mean, there was a wild two-week period of just living raw, talking to people, no mask, went to a bunch of bars, uh, and I'm glad I survived that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. And also, a lot of companies are, like, walking back their work-from-home policies now. Uh, and uh, a trend we've had on the podcast is don't let people forget what you won during the year and a half of your life that was the most stressful, horrible time you could imagine. Yeah, if you can, you know, if you live in an at will state, you might not have a lot of options because yeah. I absolutely won the ability to work from home. And now I've seceded that for the sake of keeping the steady paycheck. I mean, I just think that we need to bring back something that existed in full in full force during the I'm first so two to three months of the pandemic, which is just whistleblowing, tattling, publicly shaming your employer. It's going to have less sting now. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people would get fired if they tried. I don't know. There was that period right at the beginning where it oh, felt it was real so, workers' rights. It was so good. Yeah, it was great. Man, my company was giving a bunch of people bonuses for nothing just because they were so upset. It was great. I mean, there's still a little bit of that going around. Because, uh, like, so uh, for a hypothetical example, let's say a company loses a bunch of people because they force people back into the office. And the people who left wanted to work from home. Other people who are still with the company might receive random raises for seemingly no reason with the underlying intent to that to keep you in there. I mean, I'm not saying that happened to anyone in this podcast. This is a hypothetical. Well, congratulations. <laughs> uh in something that's something interesting that's happening and I think I hope that everyone takes advantage of is your employer's never been weaker as we return to the office. Uh, I think a recent study was done that 53% of people in the workforce currently are either considering or actively changing their careers. Uh, Something called the great resignation is happening Uh, in a purely hypothetical example, not drawn from my own company, mass attrition. Uh, is happening yeah. <laughs> across a lot of companies. Yeah. Um, and my company, 
I mean, this hypothetical company uh, has not responded with random raises because of the way their pay structure is set up, which is a shame. Uh, but I know that there is significant pressure and uh, the workforce kind of has their employers by the throat a little bit. And we have to realize how powerful that is. Uh, hypothetically, yeah. someone could have been called into a meeting and asked if they'd consider leaving if they had to go back to the office. And they said, yes, uh, it's it's an interesting time. It's a super interesting time. Hypothetically, a person in this podcast might have had multiple conversations with, with their boss where they've um, rejected taking on more responsibility, even with the dangling carrot of bonuses and pay raises. And that person hypothetically might have received a pay raise regardless. It's uh, people want to keep you. Everyone's yeah. changing jobs. And even if you're someone who's lucky enough to have been offered a new position, employers, uh, I forget where I was reading this. I wish I could give you a source. Yeah. But I, I think across the board, uh, out of surveyed human resources professionals, for the most part, all companies are anticipating paying their employees more in 2022 uh, uh, this is because great. they want to keep them. Yeah. So remember a while back during that election uh, when like the minimum wage was a national hot button issue and we were trying to increase it to $15 an hour and then uh, certain people got elected and they walked back their positions they had during the election and it was a real bummer and disappointment and nothing ever really came of that. But well, hey, now- at least all that college debt got canceled, right? Oh, okay. Cough. <laughs> Uh, well, now, due to sheer, sheer, sheer worker, um, what's the word? Not wanting to pull up with bullshititude, uh, the national minimum wage is rising regardless. Yeah, I mean, if people aren't going to mandate it from a federal or a state level, uh, people just won't work. I mean, there's... There's this uh, myth, and actually, amazingly, it appears to be a myth that is perpetuated on TikTok, (laughs) of all places. (laughs) Turns out, I don't know if you know this, but TikTok is like a surprisingly more right-wing place than you'd think it is. Oh, wow. They've invaded there, too? Cough. Cough. Um but there's a there's a there's a right wing contingent on on TikTok and a lot of uh, they're just kind of I'll, I'll call them stupid teens uh, don't really know what's going on. Uh, there's a there's a a theme where people are using the phrase no one wants to work anymore, etc. And uh, not true. People just don't want to put up with shitty working conditions anymore. And you see things like if we're talking locally, uh, P. Terry's has raised its minimum wage to $15 an hour. In-N-Out has raised its, I guess these are burger places, uh, In-N-Out has raised its minimum wage to $15 an hour. Chipotle, $15 an hour. Food service across the board is increasing uh, to $15 an hour. And weirdly enough, these menu items aren't increasing in price. I don't know what's going on. What was happening? I don't understand. But there's only two vectors. There's only there's only two in and outs uh, of money in fast food. How much I pay for burger is how much person get paid. Not 
not huge CEO bonus, not stock buybacks. Yeah, yeah. It's not like when I pay $13 for a fucking burrito bowl, $7 of that goes to some shithead executive's bonus. No, it's just what people get paid. Uh, But yes, minimum wage rising across the board. Starbucks is actually offering... uh, full tuition reimbursement for people oh, uh, to work at starbucks uh, i tried to become a barista and then suddenly go back to school <laughs> gonna get my phd and serve up these <laughs> caramel macchiatos i mean usually phds are covered but yes yes uh, for the sake of the joke all right yeah gonna get one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars of uh of debt i uh, want to ask you a question related to employers mandating vaccines yes have you heard what the nfl is doing um no i this might this, surprise you not a big football guy i am tangentially always connected to football because it's the only thing new orleans has and you had that brief stint of time playing for the falcons oh uh, Fuck no. What the fuck? The Falcons of all teams? You could have named any other fucking team, you asshole. You got drafted. No, I didn't. I've never played for the Falcons and I never okay. won. Classic Henry thing. Classic Henry thing denying his short stint oh where he God. was a A dirty bird can't fly with a broken wing. I ha I am I have to say that. I'm just saying, you were a defensive forward for the Atlanta Falcons. What the? F- There's no such position. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's so a the position NFL. they created. Here's the situation in the NFL of COVID in regards to mandating vaccines. Um, they are staunchly mandating that every player get vaccinated to the point that if any outbreak of coronavirus happens for your team, like if say in in, a, in any given week one team can't play because of a coronavirus outbreak that is an automatic forfeit for that team and then neither team who didn't play gets paid oh that's huge and, and this the weird thing to me that's happening right now is some of the older players are considering retirement in favor of getting the vaccine. So you would rather miss out on millions of dollars for playing a fun little game. Uh, a physically that, intense and physically intense, life altering. It ruins your life potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. It's sorry, an easy. Sorry. It's an easy. To... It's just easy to go for. It's hard. Playing sports is hard. Um, especially as hard as cheerleading. <laughs> Not as hard as cheerleading. Those, they don't get any respect. And if you've ever seen any documentaries, they about have the cheerleading. most. They have the most injuries per sport. Yeah, they're really? true athletes. Yeah. Okay. It might. They could be better. <laughs> okay. Well, it depends on which cheerleaders you're talking about. The cheerleaders for the Atlanta Falcons are pretty good, but that's because... Shut the fuck up about the goddamn Falcons! They do take out guns and then shoot the kneecaps of the opposing team prior to the game. You keep bringing up the only team in the NFL I am contractually obligated to hate. What about the Ravens? You like the Baltimore Ravens? I have no... Actually, hey, here's a cool fact about the Ravens. 
uh, one of their their best defensive players went to my high school, and he oh. retired, so he's no longer there. But our we we still have um, a jamboree in his honor every year. Huh. I knew someone from Louisiana, and she maybe was his was one of the Ravens' sister. I don't know. I don't know. A long time has passed since the Baltimore Ravens flew to King's <laughs> Landing. Uh, King's Landing? Okay. Anyway, you were saying something about shit. I don't know. All right. I don't remember. Yeah, so weird. Why you were – yeah, to get circle back to your point, um, in the face of millions of dollars and the contract you signed to get this paycheck, you would rather retire early and forfeit that money – yeah, then get a simple jab in the arm, be kind of out of commission for like a day and a half, if that. That's insane to me. I mean, if uh, I don't know if they can do this, the uh, the COVID vaccine is intramuscular, right? Like it's injected into a muscle. Well, it's injected into the arm and the arm has muscle in it. I'm just saying, I don't think it's intravenous. I think they just no. inject it directly into like a deltoid muscle. Yeah, yeah, so what it, you could it, do is just to make the NFL players more comfortable, you could inject it into like a glute or a thigh in the locker room, like just have their buddy do oh, it. Oh, like gear? You're yeah. You say like gear? Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, it's strange for an NFL player to take a hardline stance right. on not getting injected with a strange substance. Yeah, it's very, very weird that now they're coming together and taking a stand on this when no one would stand. And very few people, I would say, not no one, very few people would stand with Colin Kaepernick about police brutality. <laughs> or rather, I suppose, do the opposite of stand. Uh, yes. I, stand, yeah, metaphorically stand. It is a... Uh... I mean, the NFL blackballed Colin Kaepernick, who was, uh, by all uh, measures, a fantastic football player. Mediocre um, at best, but yeah. He was good. His he was, stats I was, didn't, uh, I, was li- stats, I was listening to stats. a thing where they said, like, given his time in the NFL, he was actually quite good. Uh, <laughs> listen, they can't all be Drew Brees. No one will we, ever that... reach his likeness again. He retired with only one ring. It's a travesty. Yeah, maybe you'd have more rings if he played Shut on a different Shut the fuck team. up. I don't <laughs> want to hear the end of the sentence. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying uh, some teams are bad, but it's not important. We're, we're about to be. <laughs> but it's not important. Um... Anyway, anyway, no, super interesting. The NFL of all organizations are taking the like they're towing the line and saying, like, get vaccinated or else they of all people could be like, we don't want to be political about this. (laughs) Yeah, we listen, just get vaccinated because it I mean, it's the same reason why people like de Blasio are mandating that uh, that uh, city workers get vaccinated and why Gavin Newsom is making. Uh, city workers get vaccinated it's because the outcome of people not getting vaccinated and things having to shut down again is disastrous to these organizations oh yeah 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 so if we take this from the lens that i always love to take things like if this is the elitist corporate elite like the people who actually have fucking money in the world shutting the economy is the easiest way to hurt them so what do they want right now 
vaccinations. Yeah. And so if you want to stick it to this, like the people who you, you know, the shadow cabal or whoever you think, like all the conspiracy theorists out there should be on the side of the vaccinations. Yeah, I mean, six months ago, these people were like, we played right into their hands. Everything shut down because of fear. And now because you're afraid to get a vaccine, shit's about to shut down again. Yeah. But like the, the people that you hate, the shadow government, the lizard people, they're the rich people. You hate the rich. That's the underlying principle. No parties, nothing aside. You don't like the people in power, and that's the rich because we are a de facto oligarchy. Yeah, I and mean, so if you want to stick it to them, I guess don't get vaccinated. <laughs> I, 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 that's not the takeaway that I wanted to make, but that's where I am because they're the ones who are pushing the vaccine because they want the economy to stay open. I want, I'm pushing the vaccine because I want everyone to not fucking die. So wait, is the thing we're walking away from this podcast with is uh, if you hate the lizard people, don't get vaccinated? I don't, I didn't want that to be the message, but that's where I ended up. I'm sorry. I, I suppose, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take a stance. If you're the kind of person whose decision to get vaccinated or not is actually hinged upon your belief in a, in a global lizard person elite or whatever, uh, and not based on you being immunosuppressed or immunocompromised or having any other pre-existing condition that would preclude you from being vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. Yeah. I'm fine with you not being vaccinated, as a matter right. of fact. Right. No. Yeah, I mean, it, it all hails back to a, a, this was a psychology professor I had in college who says, uh, who said, nobody ever really changes their mind. People just kind of die off. Yeah. It's, so, uh, like, if all the conspiracy theorists don't get vaccinated and end up having COVID and die off, maybe it's a better place. I don't know. I mean, we're just speaking purely in hypotheticals at this point. Yeah, no. The, the the takeaway I want people to have is to get vaccinated because it helps more people. Yeah, the if you want to logic, continue to be part of society, you should right. get vaccinated. The weird logic I was trying to employ was if you don't like the global elite you should want to get vaccinated because it would hurt them. But then I unlogicked myself out of that argument, and so I'm going to abandon it now. So I would, I think, if if you'll permit me, I think that we can summarize the feelings of the Zero Credits podcast, and that is that there is a lizard man elite, and you should not get vaccinated. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Listen, we're not happy about it either. No. We don't like that this is that this is the conclusion we came right. to. But you know, we're open to changing our minds. God, I I dipped my toe into the conspiracy waters to try to like understand where their mindset was, and I ended up making their argument for them, and now I feel dirty. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's a there's a silver lining. To any cloud and uh, playbook, yeah. You know, we're we're gonna. There's a diary of a wimpy kid. Um, 
And after this, we have a series of uh, mushroom-derived virility pills that you can buy on our website. It's $80 a bottle. Um, You can buy our Patriot preparation meals. They're dehydrated meals that are sold in the tub. Get the Freedom Phone. Yeah, there's a there's there's a freedom phone. It's like Get a jitterbug. It's like a jitter it's like a jitterbug, but the lizard men can't hack it. Yeah, whatever. I don't like this line in that we just took. Okay, I'll tell you on a different thing, actually. Uh do Help you me. want Pull to me out. do you wanna be Okay, I'll give you an option. Do you want to be like an Alex Jonesy pragmatic right wing no. kook, or do you want to be a health and wellness meditation yoga right wing kook? I'd rather shoot myself. You listen. If you buy our twelve week yoga package, you will have the immune defenses to reject COVID nineteen from your body, and you have to I hate drink. This. Our like $25 a this. bottle of raw water so that you don't Stop drink this. water contaminated with the feces of vaccinated people. All this is how the market works. Okay, I get it. You want to be Alex Jones or Joe Rogan, both very notable Austin podcasters. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Uh, you, we can oh, also go to space. Oh, no, no, I don't want any of this. Stop it. I just want to make... We can make... cosplay as astronauts, or you can buy our vaccine feces yoga, or you can buy our mushroom supplements. I don't like any of this. I don't like it. Why did I dip my toe into the conspiracy water? I knew it was going to corrupt me. Oh, you it's can, like a... as a matter of fact, buy our conspiracy water. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reverse... What's that guy's name? Achilles? Yeah, it's a reverse Achilles. You dip your toe in, and you're all vulnerable. <laughs> you're all vulnerable. Every yeah, part of you. Except for the toe you dipped in. That's invulnerable. So you have a very liberal, free-thinking toe. Yeah. The rest of you is just a vitamin supplement. <laughs> the rest of you is just a pointless vitamin what supplement. What is that shit that Joe Rogan pushes? Brain? Alpha brain? <laughs> okay, not too... I know that you had a moment dipping your toes in conspiracy theorist land, but let me tell you, Alpha Brain works in that. Oh, I don't know. When I took Alpha Brain, I felt like I took an Adderall on an empty stomach and became very manic for about 45 minutes. I'm too drunk to know if you're messing with me or not. I mean, it's absolutely true that I tried it. I saw. Hold like on, a... hold on, hold on. Rewind. Yeah. You took Alpha Brain? Yeah, I took Alpha Brain. When? Uh, like a before? No, right after COVID started. So a really, really good time to try uh, a psychoactive substance that the FDA didn't review. I have a series of questions. Do you mind asking them? And then we can wrap up. I mean, you can buy it in any grocery store. What's up? Why did you decide to try it? Uh, so it's made by a company called Onnit, who actually make uh, pretty cool supplements. And they, uh, they're they an Austin company. I actually like Onnit quite a bit. It's a shame that Joe Rogan is uh, so involved in them. But I was like, I'd like to try something to increase focus. It's also consistently uh, advertised by one of my favorite podcasters, Mr. Pete Holmes, uh, from the You Made It Weird podcast. So I decided to try it. I don't respond well to Adderall-like substances. Okay, okay, okay. 
That kind of covers all of my questions. Okay, um, good. My, my follow-up was going to be like, you listened to Joe Rogan, but you answered that with the Pete Holmes bit, which Pete Holmes, phenomenal person, uh, comedian, and consummate host. I mean, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. Let me see. This is in grocery stores? What? You said you could get it in a grocery store? The yeah. Alpha Brain? It's just a supplement. It's just made from mushrooms and shit. Where is it from? Where are we at? aisle? <laughs> uh, the supplement Give me a aisle. The supplement aisle. Supplement aisle. Supplement aisle. Uh, for those of you who didn't hear because I kept shouting, John said supplement aisle. <laughs> supplement aisle. Uh, the supplement island. But... Uh, I I do think that not to not to cloud anything. I think Onnit is actually a cool company, and uh, their their Alpha Brain stuff works. Uh, not to side with Joe Rogan, it's not for me. It makes me feel very tingly and manic, but it certainly works. As a person whose only drug has ever been alcohol, I don't I don't know. I I'm very interested in cybacillin. <laughs> I mean, I'd say that it's the farthest thing you could get from an actual, like, for real psychoactive compound. Well, then never mind. I it's, want it's not going to do anything fun shit. for you. It's just going to make you feel like you took half an Adderall in an empty stomach and just feel like pretty focused but tingly and unpleasant. The thing that you prophesized when I revealed I was drinking liquor is quickly coming true. Yeah, it so, is. It, it listen. It happens. I'm I, I'm a scientist, if nothing else. You revealed in the zero hour that you took Alpha Brain, and that just triggered a bunch of shit in my head that I wanted to talk about. It didn't need to go on the podcast, but it's good that it did. I'm sorry, Henry. I've also taken a lot of other drugs we can talk about on future podcast episodes. Hey, we're about to go on a beach trip in August. Uh huh. Maybe we take this offline. <laughs> okay. Understandable. It's also my birthday month. Okay. I'm not Heroin? saying No! Oh, okay. Fuck off! Okay. No. Okay. Um. All right. I want the takeaway. I don't know if we established this. If this was a paper and I was grading it as like a grad school person, solid D. I yeah. want the takeaway to be get the vaccine. Yeah, the takeaway, I think it's a D plus get the vaccine unless you believe in lizard people. Right, because we want to kill off all the lizard people. I don't the, know if I'd say that. I might have said the quiet part out loud. Listen. <laughs> don't speak. No. Uh, I don't know. Get the vaccine. It's free. Right, it's free. We both... Went through it. Uh, so speaking to my personal self, I had two days of like soreness and kind of like flu-like symptoms, but I was able to take the day off and be fine. John's now going to speak to his experience. Yeah, unfortunately, I did pass out and I woke up in a military hospital and I had <laughs> thrown a horn. But thankfully, I can now refer to myself as Punished John. Right, exactly. And so one of us has an eye patch now. Won't reveal who. Oh, it's an audio-only medium. <laughs> I'm also inexplicably voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. Actually, it is explicable, but you have to play through my 140-hour-long life to see why. Wait. 
There was a reason why they replaced David Hayter with with Kiefer Sutherland. I can I can ruin the Phantom Pain for you after we stop recording. Okay. All of this to say is get the vaccine. And now I'm going to go into our social media plugs with no transition. Does that work for you, John? Works for me. If you want to write in with your acceptance of the vaccine, (laughs) we only want to hear good things. Send us a tweet on Twitter.com at ZCPCWHJ, which John knows what stands for. Yes, give me one second. Give me one second. I'm giving zoning crime, probable cause, council, witness, hearing, jurisdiction. Wait, do you like pull up a fucking tool? What was that one second for? Hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. Hold on. Oh, it's not finding anything. Give me one second. You have like an algorithm? Give me one second. Okay, I have an algae rhythm. Zebra croquette paddleball championship windsurfing huddle jumping. Okay, sh- this is you have a tool. You can send us a longer diatribe of why you disagree. We're going to ignore it, but we'll shout out any agreeances when you send us an email to email at zerocredits.net. I f- we still have that domain, right, John? Yeah, last I checked. Cool, it's on my resume. Uh, we're also located on Spotify and Podcast Addict and any sort of scraper that's not Stitcher or Anchor. I don't know what Anchor is, uh, but if you use a third-party podcast app, we will be there for a while. We're also on Apple Podcasts, which... I don't know if we'll keep shouting out as our our episode count goes above 301. They have limitations that they will not address. But the reviews on Apple Podcast will always go in the positive direction. So if you can leave a review on Apple Podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Put those stars all the way full Why would you not color in all the lines? That's what I ask. Color in all the lines. Five stars on Apple Podcast. Or four, or three, or two, or one. I'm not here to mandate your rating. I'm not the government. (laughs) But the most important thing you can do is tell a friend to listen to our podcast. Because, hey, we speak the truth. We spit the truth what is it called soothsayer we soothe the say we say the soothe we just want to speak truth into the world and so if you agree with us and you think other people might agree with us tell them to listen to our podcast if you have any enemies tell them to listen to the podcast and give them a very bad time we're a weapon we're weaponized dissent we're evil we're good we're everything you want to be So tell people to listen to us, and we will be listened to. That's right, Henry. We do speak the true true. And I would just like to leave our listeners with a a quick brain teaser. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen these on Facebook. They're just fun things, so just try to think of an answer by the time we next meet. 
the the text on it, of course, says that 98% of people can't solve this crying emoji. Uh, if grape plus grape plus grape equals three and cookie minus grape minus grape equals zero and a me. peanut butter and jelly sandwich is the space containing all real numbers and a hamburger equals peanut butter jelly sandwich divided by cookie times peanut butter jelly sandwich and a hot dog is uh, the covariant of a space containing all real numbers and the inverse derivative of a hot dog uh, divided by a hamburger has a ring structure and the pizza uh, times uh, negative B uh, is is the covariant, is the contravariant. Pizza A to the B is a morphism given that banana is the derived functor of pizza in sequence zero is a vector line leading to banana grape over peanut butter sandwich is a vector line leading to H hot dog peanut butter sandwich is exact. Describe inverse derivative hot dog hamburger in terms of polynomial ring over hamburger. From everyone here at Zero Credits, we just want to wish you a happy week. Goodbye! When did you develop all of the bits you did? What What is happening? <laughs> Wait, what? You have all these bits at the end of the episode. When did this happen? I have a phone. When? <laughs> <laughs>